cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cover Story. I'm your host, Gian Wei, from Pure Web, and unfortunately, Brandy's not going to be joining us today. Uh, but we are going to be joined by Dana Todd. Dana Todd is the Chief Marketing Officer at NewsForce and a chair at SEMPO, the Search Engine Marketing Professional Organization. Ms. Todd is known for her experience in the search marketing industry, and she co-founded SiteLab, a boutique interactive agency, and also helped launch search marketing's largest trade organization, SEMPO. So, Dana, welcome to uh, Cover Story. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Applause. (laughs) And so, so Dana, how are your uh, pre-Thanksgiving preparations going? Uh, you know what? I just had a moment of clarity a few minutes ago and realized that I need to go find green beans for my famous green bean casserole, which is due <laughs> at some point tomorrow morning. Fantastic. Are you going to be sticking around? And you're you're located in San Diego, am I? is that correct? I am in San Diego, yeah. I'll be here until Saturday. I'm taking a, a plane out to New York to uh, to ring the bell at NASDAQ on Monday morning for Simpo. No kidding. So tell wait, tell us more about that. You're going to be going out to uh, the Nasdaq and and ringing the opening bell. Absolutely. We're it's Cyber Monday too. So for those of you who are going to spend all your money on Friday, save a little bit for Monday because uh, it's Cyber Monday, which is considered like the big shopping day of the year in the online space, or at least the day that the analysts comfort themselves with uh, any bad news from Friday. So Monday's a pretty important. Uh, day for the internet space at large. And SEMPO, the search engine marketing professional organization, has been asked to ring the bell on the opening day. So we are thrilled and we're going to have a number of SEMPO members on the stage with us to, to represent our global organization. Can you tell us a little bit more about SEMPO just for some people who are listening who are, who are unfamiliar with what you guys do? Sure, and I, and I know most of your uh, your audience is uh, PR people, hopefully very forward-thinking PR people or, or folks who have PR as part of their job. Uh, Sempo is uh, it's a nonprofit trade organization serving the, the uh, search marketing space. So we have members from all walks of life, from small companies, large companies, agency side, in-house, anybody who's just interested in being a better search marketer and learning more and networking and uh, taking advantage of our research uh, can be a member. So it's not just for search marketers. PR people also could join Sempo if they were interested in search marketing? Oh, absolutely. You've instantly got a a global network, then. We're in 38 countries, so, you know, as far away as uh, the Netherlands, we've got contingencies of of people out there that you can reach into. So at the very least, just having that instant access to search marketing specialists who, by the way, search is sort of coming into the PR space, and I'm sure you've covered it frequently in this yeah, in fact, I saw some of the, the listings that you've talked about, how to optimize press releases and things like that. So there's a lot of convergence happening right now. It's not very easy to label yourself one thing or another anymore. The Internet is mashing everything up. 
Why then should PR people, and I'm in complete agreement, especially I think when you look at the area of online press releases, that there is, there is this convergence going on. But maybe I could hear, uh, in your words, why, do you, why is it important for PR people to become more familiar with uh, search engine optimization and search marketing practices? Um, well, gosh, there's a big, uh, big question. <laughs> I don't have to tell you that Yahoo News gets a lot more traffic than CNN online and a number of the other news properties. So the the internet search engines and the main aggregators online are definitely the place to be. Google News, I think, is number four or six. It's in the top ten. So the aggregators, which are not themselves news publications are actually having an incredibly powerful influence over whether or not your news gets seen. And and as you probably know, journalists themselves use search engines a lot of times to find information about related topics or to monitor what's happening on various buzz channels. So it is actually becoming an important uh, place for anyone who's in any kind of publicity efforts to spend a little time researching and understanding. Yeah, I'm not that I'm uh, a numbers geek or anything, but I know according to Pew, it's something like 80 million Americans go online uh, to search for news every day. And out of those 80 million Americans, I think something like 35 to 40 percent don't go to just CNN or New York Times online. They're actually going to those news aggregators. So I think we're talking about pretty significant numbers. Very, very much so, because basically it becomes the easier access to one's favorite news or all of one's favorite news. You don't have to go site by site. You can consolidate them into a single interface using an aggregator like Google News or Yahoo News. So it's, it's a lazy thing. I'm the same way. I, I'm lazy. I don't want to sit and go to every single site. I, you know, I like Google right. Engine better. I'll just go Google site colon you know CNN and find the article I want directly on CNN. I don't even go to the, use the CNN search engine. Right. And actually, there was a study that came out recently by the Society for New Communications Research, and I saw in that study that even PR people were starting to understand more and more the importance of getting into news aggregators and not just pitching their story to the media. But along those same lines, you're also saying that journalists are going to some of these news aggregators. Oh, absolutely. Well, everyone does. I mean, do, do you know anyone in a professional environment who doesn't use search engines in some capacity to find information? I don't. Well, my mom, but, you know, she's old and retired, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't, but I think that, you know, I think there's uh, a perception that journalists, um, that you can't necessarily reach journalists through uh, Google News and Yahoo News. So I think it's and I and I I think I've seen some metrics that would substantiate the point you made, but it's I think it's a kind of a, uh, an interesting proposition that hey, this is a new way not only to reach consumers, but this is a, a media relations tactic also. It is, but I, I want to uh, let's let's step back and look at the whole realm of media relations. Uh, what I wouldn't ever suggest is that you stop doing media relations. Obviously, if you can get an influential writer who's well-respected and has a broad reach to, to cover your story and to provide more information and to hopefully even give you an endorsement. That's sort of the ultimate thing that you hope for in terms of media relations. 
That being said, the method of getting that isn't always as simple as picking up the phone or sending an email or a press release and hoping that they'll be interested in you. There are multiple channels now to reach influencers, and the very definition of influencers isn't even really defined anymore as a journalist at a paper or a magazine or a broadcast channel. There's a very different, uh, as we saw recently with the the Motrin mommies fiasco, mommy bloggers are every bit as powerful as as an Anderson Cooper in some way. I'm sorry. Can you can you fill me in? I don't know about that. The the Motrin mommies debacle you just oh oh, it was a twitter scandal that erupted last week um apparently motrin had put out a little ad campaign all they did was launch an ad campaign and it was a little tongue-in-cheek it was a little hipster a little cooler than thou uh which uh it was was an illustrated rich media banner and website that showed how women are wearing babies because it's very popular right now to swaddle your child or wear them in little backpacks and things and sort of be there on the front or the back of your body, but mostly in the front. And so they called it baby wearing, so as if someone was accessorizing themselves with a baby, which a lot of mommies took offense to. Some totally got the humor and thought it was pretty funny. But a couple of mommy bloggers caught wind of it, didn't like it, and started Twittering their friends. And they Twittered some, and they Twittered some, and the next thing you do, and everyone was using what's called a hashtag in their Twitters. So Twitter, just for those of you who are listening and haven't played around with it, it's a micro-blogging platform. So you can put out little tiny tweets, little bitty messages, and you connect with your own little syndication network, your own group of friends or, or people that you influence. You become, you are the influencer in Twitter and or person who's being influenced in the communication. And you can use the pound sign followed by a word, and that becomes like a little, almost like a keyword, and it's easily searched. So it helps create uh, conversational clusters. So everyone used this, they call it, call it a hashtag. Everyone used the hashtag Motrin Mommies. Or maybe it was Motrin Moms, I'm sorry, I think it was Motrin Moms. And suddenly thousands and thousands and thousands of tweeters and mommies everywhere were weighing in on this topic and, and really getting Motrin a pretty good bashing over it. Interesting. Um, well, we, we have to cut quick for a commercial break, but when we get back, uh, I, want to, uh, I want to start by talking about uh, some of the risks that are, that are involved with um, uh, online PR in the context of uh, the, the story you just mentioned. But first, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. Had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
how do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Gian Wei from Pure Web, and we're joined here by Dana Todd, uh, Chief Marketing Officer at News Force. Now, before we cut to commercial break, we were talking about the uh, mommy blogger headache uh, um, spurred by some, well, uh, ambiguous advertising from Motrin. And uh, my question for you, Dana, is how did they respond and how should they have responded? Well, Motrin well, actually was the uh, the company who who makes Motrin. I'm sorry, it's just the name of the pharmaceutical is escaping me right now. But they actually did put up a blog post after the fact and apologized, um, and you know it sort of all calmed down after that. So they did respond, but uh, you know certainly the the blogosphere. It, wasn't even satisfied with that. It was pretty funny. And it was also, and here's where search engines, by the way, are very important if you're an in-house person. You couldn't find their apology. I had, I went looking for it because I heard somebody wrote that they had put a blog post up apologizing. I couldn't find their apology anywhere because it was on their blog and it wasn't optimized in any way, shape, or form. So it actually only had like four comments on it. It was probably not well seen at all. So. Yeah. Well, let's change tax. Now, you're the Chief Marketing Officer at NewsForce. Can you tell us what is NewsForce? NewsForce is a, uh, it's a, a broad range of products which help people tell their stories online, very simply. We help you tell stories online, and we help you tell stories in a more visible way and to promote those stories through a number of channels. We have two main products right now. The first of which has been out for a couple of years, and you've probably a lot of your audience may have used it actually if they've either optimized a press release through the Eon system, which I know is owned by Vocus, um, or through uh, BusinessWire. They've probably used the NewsForce SEO optimization suite, and it's an online tool that helps you quickly and easily research keywords and optimize a press release before you put it out into a wire or a feed or post it on your website. Earlier this year, though, we we tested and deployed. Uh, a new product, which is very different 
repeat our people to even comprehend in some ways, which is that we've made a network. And it's almost like an ad network. It's a mashup. It's a mashup between PR and advertising in the news space. And what we're doing is allowing people to tell stories, be they press releases or editorials or mat releases, anything that's got a fresh, interesting quality that they want to take directly to the consumer. And we're buying ad space in major news and regional news to allow people to have that channel. It's an always-on channel. So you, you buy it like advertising and allows you to have a 24-7 dialogue that you don't have to talk to a journalist to get. So the underlying premise here is, is to use advertising space to tell, uh, to tell news stories. Absolutely, absolutely. And then now, because it's appropriately marked, it's very transparent. It's not like we're fooling anyone or creating any ethical breaches. It's merely, uh, uh-huh. it's merely taking advantage of the fact that in the online space, the, the old guard of, of editorial that held sway over all the real estate is not really in place in the online space per se because there's lots and lots of real estate. You're not limited by page numbers or you know a 22-minute broadcast run. So what do you say then to people who would suggest that because it is in an advertising space and because there's all sorts of studies that show uh, that people have a tendency to tune out advertising or be uh, distrustful of advertising, how would you address those concerns? Well, let me, first of all, we've done studies that show that people are not tuning out our, our headlines. When they see the little headline unit rolling around, they actually glance over them and read them just as they do at editorial headlines so because they're about the same. Um, they're, they're interesting. They're like little bitty stories. You've got a teaser, and they scrape them with their eyes, basically. And we found um, a study that we did with Enquiro shows up to 60% of visits in, on the page will take a look at and read those headlines. So that's a pretty impressive number. And it was in our tests, we outdid the text ads on the page by three times and the banner ads by eight to 12 times. So pretty significantly interesting to people coming to the page. In terms of it being advertising, yes, it's labeled, but as we're finding out more and more, and the Internet is teaching us this, people don't necessarily devalue advertising. They devalue irrelevant messages. If it's relevant to them, they consider it to be information. The case in point, and this is in the offline space too, Lucky Magazine a few years ago, I like to use this example. Lucky Magazine is 100% advertising, and yet women all over the world not only read it, but they pay money to read it. And everybody knows that it's all advertising, but we like what we are being presented for. We like the information. We like the format. So in the same way, what we're positing with NewsForce is that information presented in a consumable format in the mode that you're in when you're reading news, you're consuming information about your interests, your work, your business, your community, then, yeah, you are interested in all types of information, even if it has a commercial bent, as, as long as it's clearly and transparently marked. So how do you make sure that the content that then comes through NewsForce and is placed in the advertising space on some of these premium websites, uh, what measures do you take to, to make sure that that content is digestible and that it, it is appealing to, to audiences? Well, we do have uh, editors who review everything that goes through, so we'll flag anything that's obviously problematic, um, as well as give them ideas on how to 
how to improve that headline. One of the other things that we <laughs> let our customers know is, hey, ultimately, the audience is your judge. They're in. They are a way harsher audience than we ever could be. They will tell you very quickly if they're interested by, by not clicking. So what we have done is, is for customers, we'll write the little teaser headline for them that goes into the headline. And we can actually do A-B splits on that, meaning run two headlines at once to see which one does better and then constantly rotate it. We really want to train PR people to behave a lot more like Internet marketers in understanding that you can keep changing and you can keep optimizing based on the information and the feedback you get from the audience to learn to tell your story better. So what you're saying is that PR people need to understand that there's certain tactics out there that have kind of grown up in the, in the field of search marketing, which is still, I think, a fairly young pr- profession, and that they can take a lot of those tactics and transfer them over to uh, what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. It's funny because this is a very nascent uh, industry, the, the online PR space. It's just sort of finding its legs right now, digital PR, even though PR itself is, is very old. It's been around forever. Um, and I, I see an awful lot of parallels between the early search marketing industry and how it evolved and what's happening right now with the PR space. There, a lot of the same opportunities and, and a lot of the same attitudes, frankly, that I'm, that I'm running into, which is kind of interesting. We, we know that, or we've established that, you know, there's certain things, uh, such as the concept of changing creative that's currently out there uh, based on analytics that PR people can learn from a tactical perspective. What can marketing people learn from PR people from a tactical perspective? They can learn about communication strategy, and this is something that I I personally identified in my communications with tons and tons of Internet marketers and and marketers in general who are now actually at their companies because of downsizing or just role changes. They find themselves having to be the PR person for their company as well, and they may or may not have that classic PR strategy in their background and understand how to build a, a very complex PR strategy. And it's different. It's different than advertising. It's different than marketing. The goals are different. The mechanisms are different. The tactics are different. So uh, there's a lot that marketing people and Internet marketers can learn from PR people as far as general strategy and messaging, how to tell a story, how to change public perception appropriately. Um, that, that they can tell. So I'm, I'm hoping there's lots, lots more con- conversations that occur between the old guard of PR and then the new, uh, the new revolutionaries in PR. Okay, so we're going to have to cut for another commercial break, and then we're going to come back. And I want to, I want to get, I want to get dirty. I want to get granular. I want to, I want to hear more about the tactics because I was really interested in the suggestion that PR people ought to look at. Um, a press release, more like an ad. I want to. I want to pick your brain a little bit more down that channel when we come back. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it out there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. <laughs> 
Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. (laughs) I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to revenuetoday.com. Dateline, search engine strategies in New York. March 18th, 2008. The date where the pursuit of PPC would begin. What's the name of your show? What's it going to be? We don't have a name yet. PPC Rockstar. PPC Rockstar. PPC Rockstars. We're going to have guests. We're going to have the biggest PPC people in the industry. People listening in the audience can give the information about their landing pages, about their sites, their ad campaigns, and we will tear it apart on air and give them advice that we know will make them a lot of money right away. PPC Rockstar. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. IRN US Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here's your host. I'm your host, Gian Wei from PR Web. Welcome back to Cover Story. I'm joined here by Dana Todd from News Force. And uh, before we broke for a uh, commercial, I, uh, we were actually talking about uh, a tactic, which I thought was really interesting. Um, the notion that PR people should look at their news release or their press release as more of a, uh, an online ad uh, in the sense that they, would, they should look at metrics and, and consider how they can tweak their news release in real time to um, optimize, I would, I would assume, click-throughs, conversions, or, or whatever metrics. Um, now, I wanted to I wanted to go down that line, Dana, and hear more about uh, other things that PR people can learn from marketers. Well, absolutely. One of the first thing they can do is expand their definition of what is what is news and what is news content and what is uh, what is appropriate for them to be involved in. In the online space, uh, as long as something is a dated article or has a fresh quality to it, it can be considered news and it can be considered something that you want to deploy out there to engage an audience. So, for example, if you have a study that you've done or an opinion that your CEO has written, that's also important in the dialogue. It's really all about the dialogue and supporting that dialogue with content that, that's appropriately deployed, measured, and optimized. Now, mind you, in a press release situation, if you're a publicly traded company, once you put it out there, it's sort of locked. You're not allowed to go back and change it. But if you're using a platform like a Newsforce network or another content platform, it's an evergreen piece of real estate. You own it, you, you control it, and you can go back and change uh, an update as things as things go you know change so for example if you get coverage 
in from earned media. So let's say you get some great coverage in an external file or um, on another website or on broadcast. You can go back to your initial release and say, hey, this this was shown in these channels and actually link to them there. So you can create this circular routing. There's been for the longest time we've always approached PR we lay out our strategy, we look at the editorial calendar, we put out a series of releases and articles and events and activities, but it's always push and it's always pop and drop. You know, we hope to build some momentum, but you see when you look at your traffic or the phone, it goes up and then it goes down. There's always this crash that happens at the, uh, the day after or 48 hours after. In the online space, it's 24-7. So in terms of tactics, Look at the, the types of things that you'd want to do if you really embrace that concept. What do I have to tell people 24-7? What do I want to hear from them? What do I want to do with that information? So going back to your question about measurement, and we, we can, on our articles that we put out there, in our we use the social media news release template, and we can measure everything on that page. So if something isn't getting clicks, we can report it back to a customer and say, look, nobody likes your video. You might want to swap it. Or, you know, we're not really telling this message in an appealing consumer fashion. Let's look at changing it and putting a different version out there. So you can learn immediately what's working and what's not. Now, how is that going to impact how uh, your service works with uh downstream partners potentially like let's say let's say i'm someone who takes your dues and then syndicates it um is there a threat that of having multiple versions of the same piece of content that exists out there well there's probably going to be some seo purists who are going to yell at me about this but um depending on how they get picked up we've found if that's your concern by the way um we've found that the the search engines typically will treat news a little differently because, so for example, if, if a story goes out on, on Reuters or AP, those same stories are going to get picked up and deployed in many, many distribution points. Google doesn't sure. ultimately penalize Reuters or, or, or AP. They understand that as news, it's going to get replicated and it's not going to earn you a penalty. If, that's, if, that, if I'm understanding your concern correctly, well, as far well, actually, as the non-news guess, sources, no, because you see people tell different stories different ways all the time. As long as you're not fundamentally changing your facts, you know that's just bad, right. that's just bad communications. Yeah, I think actually the latter part of your response addressed my question. My question was really about having. Uh, multiple versions of the same story out there, and I think by saying as long as you're not changing facts or the fundamentals of the of the story that you're putting out there, um, you're not necessarily compromising the impact of your story. No, I, I, well, if you're doing so, if you do have to change a fact, then you do it just exactly how you do now, which is that you go back and say amendment to this. You know, we've now found out that actually Motrin is great for you and causes your hair to grow. Whatever, you know. <laughs> So, so how does it work? Um, let's say I want to go use Newsforce, and I have my I have my release, and I have my uh, you know the different elements I want to put in my release. Um, I go and I sign up, and I I put my release out there, and then what happens? So you buy Newsforce Network exactly the same way that you buy advertising. So you can do it for a short term. So if you really only want to get a little hit out of it, you can run it for a few weeks or or a month. And by you buy, buy the impressions, and the impression is calculated as the number of times that your headline is shown to a person. So it's sure. just like buying eyeballs, basically. So if you bought a million eyeballs 
on our network, you could deploy, you could reach those million eyeballs in a two-week period or a one-month period, however quickly you wanted to, to get that word out there and how much coverage you wanted to, to hit them with. So it's, it's pretty simple, really. You fill out our template, you tell us how many eyeballs you want, and we set up the rest. Now, the only thing that kind of pops in my head is, is the cost involved. I mean, some of the, pre- the premium space on some of these sites that you guys work with in your network must be pretty expensive. It is, and, and that's actually the beauty of our model is that because there are three different headlines in most of our units, that actually gives everybody a chance to sort of work together to, to afford the space. Um, so we subdivide the cost, and that lets everybody get a savings. I see. Interesting. Uh, one final question for you. Who, who should think about using Newsforce? I mean, who, who fits the perfect profile for your customer or someone who would get a real benefit out of Newsforce? We actually have seen such an incredibly broad type uh, or a broad set of types coming in so far, and, and we've been testing this since early this year. We've had everything from musicians who wanted to latest download, to book authors. We've had big brands like um, Sears and Shearing Plow. So we've had a number of different companies, small and large, come in and, and to tell their stories. Um, it, it's not it's not super cheap, so certainly there's going to be something or you know someone who feels that it's important to tell their story in a very broad and, and big way. So it's naturally more attuned to a big brand, more likely. We work with agencies both on the PR agency side and interactive agency side, and we also work with a lot of Internet marketers. Because this is bought more like advertising, it tends to come out of an ad budget or even a mat release budget. Interesting. Well, so uh, if anybody has a story to tell, if you have a story to tell and you're willing to put some money behind it and, and, and you can say to yourself, gosh, I really wish I could tell the entire United States something right now, that's, that's really where, that's where we are. And guarantee it because we guarantee that positioning. Great. Uh, I was thinking in my head, is there anything I wanted to tell the entire United States right now? And I couldn't think of anything personally. <laughs> but um, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to keep that in mind, and if I if I do have something, maybe I could uh, I could uh, do a trial with with Newsforce. Oh, absolutely! Um, you know, and, and you don't have to commit long term. That's that's also the beauty of it. Is like I said, you can buy just 30 days worth, and then you have full flexibility. So. Let's say you just want to do one release and you just want to get some extension out of that because you know you're going to get flushed out of the system in a couple of days, and you're like, you know, I'd really like to extend this out for 30 days. We can do that. So if you just want to do one story, one time, and take full advantage of it, turn the fire hose on, tell a lot of stories all the time. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Uh, And so... On behalf of everybody, I'd like to thank you for, for joining us, Dana Todd. Uh, again, this is Dana. We've been speaking today with Dana Todd from News Force. Um, and if I, if I urge anybody who's listening who finds uh, finds it interesting to go visit uh, the website. And that's is that just newsforce.com? That's where our main site is. But if you want to know more about the network, go to newsforcenetwork.com. And thanks for having me. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Take care.